Hi, welcome to Let's Talk Bonds, the fortnightly podcast from INR Bonds. And in this edition of uh, Let's Talk Bonds, we have a very interesting and very important uh, guest for the whole bond market in general. It's Amit Ruparelia. He is the director of uh, in NIF uh, Treasury in charge of raising funds uh, for the and also in for the asset liability management of NIF. Now, uh, NIF has been uh, one instrumental in uh, encouraging and uh, investing in infrastructure in the country. And uh, their mandate itself is very, very important to the bond markets. The only way they can raise funds is by issuing bonds. And given that they are such a very important uh, entity to the government in its uh, CapEx program for infrastructure, and also to the bond markets in general, because uh, you have a very steady issuance of bonds uh, from a, from one of the most credit safety uh, entities in the market. And it could also mean that it has a lot of savings potential for investors across the country, either through institutions or directly as well. Uh, however, I will uh, I will leave that to Amit to explain the whole uh, aspect of NIF because there are a lot of intricacies involved in this and uh, how they work and what is the potential and how bond markets can develop the, with the help of NIF. Thank you, Amit, for attending the podcast and being a guest with, with us. We are, uh, um, we are very... Uh, our, our listeners will be very happy to hear what you have to say on NIF. Uh, thank you, Arjun, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Uh, uh, one of the mandates for us as an institution is uh, corporate bond development and uh, would be happy to share certain insights on NIF uh, Infrastructure Finance Limited uh, uh, with uh, the market participants and the uh, corporate bond investors. Sure, Amit. Yeah, can you start off uh, explaining about the structure of NIF? I mean, how is yeah. it run? Who? What are the shareholding? Uh, what are the? Um, in terms of what's the uh, exact mandate of the whole entity? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Arjun, I'll split it into uh, two parts. Uh, the first one was the we are uh, registered with Reserve Bank of India as uh, Infrastructure Debt Fund NBFC. This was announced in the Union Budget of 2011. Honorable Finance Minister uh, announced setting up of IDF NBFCs. Uh, it was done sub uh, subsequent to Deepak Parekh Committee who recommended setting up of uh, newer vehicles uh, for financing uh, infrastructure uh, in India. So, uh, government announced that uh, uh, IDF NBFC uh, as a class of new vehicles to finance infrastructure. Now, uh, uh, these are uh, basically refinancing entities uh, which uh, are safe vehicles. Uh, uh, they, 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 the mandate by RBI is very simple one line uh, mandate to re to finance stroke invest in satisfactory operational projects which are having cod plus one commercial operations date plus one year of 
satisfactory track record. So that is the mandate to us. Uh, this was us. Uh, this company uh, is uh, majorly owned by NIIF Strategic Opportunities Fund, uh, uh, directly 40% and 30% through their uh, another NBFC called uh, ASIM Infrastructure Finance, which is registered with RBIS, IFC, NBFC. This is as per regulation that we need to have a sponsor. So ASIM is our sponsor. Uh, we have Government of India uh, who came in uh, in as a part of Atmanirbhar 3 announcement and uh, uh, there is 25% direct equity holding by President of India uh, and uh, 4 odd percent is with uh, HDFC Bank erstwhile HDFC Limited. So this is our uh, broad uh, shareholding. Uh, we are a specialized institution. Uh, we have uh, three differential uh, points or three differential way of looking at it is we don't we are the only entities who don't pay uh, corporate income tax under section 10 subsection 47 of the income tax act number two we can only uh, do the infrastructure financing uh, business of uh, projects which are having at least one year of satisfactory uh, COD plus one satisfactory operations and see we can only borrow through the bond markets that to minimum five years. Uh, there's a 10% limit below uh, five years but we randomly use that requirement just for uh, some ALM gaps uh, matching ALM gaps otherwise we stay away from short-term borrowings. We are not allowed to have bank lines or any uh, of that kind of stuff there. Uh, uh, that's the basic uh, uh, structure of IDF, NBFC and our shareholder. Something more about our shareholder. Our shareholder was uh, set up in 2015-16 budget speech by the then uh, Honorable Finance Minister, Mr. Jaitley, uh, making this as the first quasi-sovereign wealth fund of India. I use the word quasi because government has capped its shareholding at 49%. And uh, there are marquee names uh, uh, as partners uh, in the NIF. Uh, some names are Adia, Tamasek, uh, CPPIB, uh, Australian Super, Ontario. There is a long list. Uh, I'll, uh, these are the and some Indian marquee institutions like HDFC, ICICI, Access, Kotak are uh, investors uh, uh, in the uh, NIF platform. NIF has majorly three funds. They have launched one more fund recently with JBIC. Uh, the first, uh, there are one is the master fund, second is fund of funds, third one is strategic opportunities fund. St from where they have uh, invested in our company, and uh, I would say Strategic Opportunities Fund is a uh, long-term fund where uh, the strategic focus of uh, 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 government is there. So uh, uh, that's where they've acquired stake in us. Uh, and uh, uh, we, uh, we are into the process of uh, you know, uh, scaling up the business 
and uh, uh, the government has given us 6,000 crores of equity between NIF, IFL and ASIM, out of which close to 2,000 crores, roughly 2,000 crores, has been uh, uh, drawn down. The rest 4,000 crores as and when we do the business growth, leverage, whatever you want to call it, we'll uh, request government to put in additional equity. But it will be sure. in such a way that this enterprise remains a private sector enterprise, strongly supported by government of yeah, India. They don't want any government nominees on the board. Till date, there is no government nominee on the board. Right. So basically allowed to operate uh, uh, with the freedom under the mandate of yeah. what the government wants in terms of CapEx uh, yes. for infrastructure growth and the whole development. So can I can I uh, equate you to say NABARD or I mean not regulatory in that sense or uh, NHB in terms of uh, refinancing activities? Mm -hmm. No, uh, they are different entities. See, because they get the annual support from the budget levels and those stuff. Uh, right. They are pure. Uh, uh, the uh, the balance sheet is on. I'm just giving you an example. Uh, if uh, a bank refinances itself from uh, Exim or Nabard or NHB, the risk is on. Uh, 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 the bank itself. Here, we buy out the assets. They don't buy out the assets from bank. They oh, just okay. refinance it. Hmm. Here, okay. we buy out them. It's in on or out books. Okay. Now, is it? Uh, do you mostly do that in terms of a direct buyout? Or could you also be in investing in, for example, say, in bits? For example, uh, that's no. one way of investing in infrastructure yeah, so we are not as by regulation we are not allowed to lend or stroke invest in uh in wits. we are purely senior secured lenders uh, as per the mandate today fair enough so this makes makes you a very very um, strong i mean uh, highest quality credit in the country right yes and you issued a five year bond recently at 808 8.08% uh, uh, which yes. is uh, comparable to, you know, any of the PSUs that come to the market to raise and uh, very fine spreads to the GOI as well, right? Yes. Now, mm -hmm. uh, in that sense, what is the total uh, outstanding issuances you would have in terms of the bonds that you have issued? As we speak, uh, outstanding listed bonds are close to 18,000 crores, uh, a little less than 18,000 crores. So, which, you, which makes you one of the largest... Uh, bond issuers in the country next to the government of India and apart from uh, some yeah, PSUs, right? Yeah. So on the uh, IDF uh, front, we are the largest today outstanding uh, IDF NBFCs. Sure. Okay. And uh, uh, now, I, we, uh, how, uh, what is the holding pattern of all these bonds? I mean, are they mostly into long-term investors like PFs and insurance companies? Or do banks invest and uh, do uh, mutual funds invest and do traders start to trade in these bonds, etc.? Yeah. So uh, this being about five years, uh, 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 close to 50% is held by the retirement benefit funds and insurance companies. 40 odd percent is by banks who keep on churning here and there a little bit. Uh, for their DCM businesses and some uh, large banks have also, you know, taken uh, trading bets out there and uh, the 10% would be with mutual funds, uh, corporates, individuals who have been picking it up 
from the secondary market. Secondary market, right? Yeah. And uh, what would be the average maturity of your total uh, issuances? And what would be the longest uh, maturity bond you have issued? Today, 10 years. But uh, we are in process of going up to 15, 20 years. Uh, once the balance sheet uh, becomes uh, more and more uh, uh, durable or whatever, you, it's more and more seasoned, uh, we would like to go long term. Uh, uh, and now we also have borrowers. So matching the ALM also becomes easier for us uh, as we, we uh, grow our business. Uh, certain borrowers have come to us who want to lock in for 15 years. So we are in process of taking it forward, raising 15, 20 year money and lending 15, 20 years fixed. Right. Okay. So, so you're a classical long-term uh, development fund. Now, where yes. you know, all the banks lending actually, um, which results in ALM mismatch and infrastructure, uh, whereas yes. it, for you, it really doesn't invest, uh, result in an ALF, ALM mismatch, right? Um, yes. Having said that, now, um, it, in order to, the two, two is that given that you are a long-term uh, investor uh, in terms of long-term uh, issuer of bonds, given that your assets are also long-term and there is a dearth of long-term saving, direct savings for uh, retail investors in the market, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if, uh, if they want to invest in, say, a 20 or 30 years, bond they have to go to either goi or yes. uh, you know otherwise they don't find anything else that is really mm. available okay mm. now is there any plan to come and say do a public debt issue of a 20 year 30 year kind of a bond for uh, uh, capturing retail savings in the economy uh, so arjun a uh, two uh, part answer to it the first one is uh, uh, section 2, subsection 48 of the Income Tax Act, uh, as well, NABAD used to issue bonds, NABAD Bhavishya Nirman bonds. The same approval has been given to us uh, to issue long-term zero-coupon bonds with some tax benefits uh, of long-term or short-term where you don't accrue your income. So okay. we are in process. Uh, this is a union budget announcement. Uh, there was a technical glitch on the CBDT portal. Now it has got resolved. So we are in process of applying for it. Uh, we will test the market with small amounts and shorter duration. Minimum I have to issue here is 10 years and maximum 20 years. So depending upon the CBDT approval, whether I get for private placement or public issue, I'll have to uh, do the needful as per the CBDT notification. So that would be a long-term uh, bond with tax benefits uh, available in three to six months time for the retail investor. That is uh, point number one. Point number two is uh, uh, we are in active discussion with uh, bond houses like INR bonds uh, to you know uh, distribute our bonds, uh, smaller lot sizes to the retail investors. Public issue uh, we have yet not got the thought process moving on. Uh, if required going forward, yes, we are open to the idea, but uh, not on under the active consideration in next three months. Sure. Point taken. Um, a couple of advantages of a public issue is that um, uh, one is uh, it enables very small investors, say somebody who has 10,000 rupees who can yes. invest in the best quality bond 
for long-term yeah. savings. And if that's mm -hmm. giving them tax benefit, it's, it's even better for them, right? Because of the lack of options available at this point of time. The second is, uh, yes, uh, we would love to distribute your bonds uh, in terms of uh, uh, now with the face value private placements at one just rupees one lakh, it's very easy to uh, distribute out. But uh, having said that, we don't see too many bonds come into the secondary market, largely because um, your own investor base is very, very strongly anchored towards uh, buy and hold investors, right? So yes. uh, in that sense, any way that uh, you think, uh, you know, uh, NIF and bond uh, industry can work together to make it more tradable, uh, make it more, uh, you know, if anybody wants to take, for example, if we, it's a good, uh, uh, there is a feeling that it's a good time to uh, take interest rate bets for the next two, two, two to three years, right? Long-term yes. bonds can be very strong because uh, of all the inflation fighting going on. 10-year and 30-year bonds are at the uh, higher levels. Uh, and te technically, we have seen that they, at, from these levels, they tend to come down over a longer term period. And uh, so if NIF bonds can, you know, can provide an avenue for investors yeah. to take bets, uh, basically... You have, we have zero credit rates on, on NIF, but um, uh, purely interest rate risk. And if there's enough liquidity provided, uh, mm -hmm. then there could be a long, lot of interest in the trading itself in the such kind of bonds. Yeah. So, Arjun, a couple of quick things out here. We are in discussion with a couple of banks to, you know, uh, be more active on our bond platforms. Uh, on our bonds, uh, providing liquidity to platforms like you. Because yeah. see, we technically, under the SEBI guidelines, won't be able to uh, provide uh, the trading window as a company. right? So we have requested certain banks to be active uh, voluntarily. Uh, that's one point. Uh, the point number, uh, it, it all depends upon their view at that point in time. That's one. Uh, a couple of PDs have started uh, market making for us. Uh, we are in discussion with other PDs also to, you know, actively churn the portfolio in our bonds. Uh, the number uh, three, uh, uh, there was a discussion, informal discussion, where uh, CB is thinking of further reducing the face value to 10,000 rupees uh, yeah. uh, uh, for the face value from 1 lakh rupees. So that should also help. Uh, fourth point uh, that I would like to make here is uh, today also there are a lot of retail in, uh, investors who have uh, bought bonds uh, from uh, uh, a couple of bond platforms who have bought it from banks uh, steady state basis and uh, invested. Uh, this is one of the very few companies uh, as you rightly mentioned uh, we till date have nil NPA history. Uh, this is the ninth year of operations or 10th year, I would say, of the operations of the company. Uh, and uh, we have had a pristine track record of uh, nil NPAs since inception. That's fantastic for an infrastructure company. And um, yeah. uh, uh, in terms of uh, foreign investors, uh, mm -hmm. your bonds can be invested by foreign funds. 
yes so arjun a uh, couple of points out here if you if uh, foreign investors are very much interested uh, we have uh, started the initial work with a couple of multilateral agencies uh, because uh, close to 60 odd percent close to 65 percent of the book uh, it keeps on varying month on month because of the new business that we do but having said that close to 60 65% of the book is uh, to the renewable sector uh and uh, uh, we have adopted as a good corporate citizen uh, uh ifc uh, performance standards on the esg uh, space so this is since 2019 any lending that we do has to have covenants related to the esg uh, green uh, framework Right. So we are discussing with a couple of multilateral agencies on uh, incorporating the green bond framework, uh, which would further enhance the liquidity in the secondary markets and primary markets both. Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm sure because um, given that so much of impact investing is going on around, especially by very large wealth funds uh, globally, yeah, yeah. Uh, then. Um, it's a matter of time before, you know, there's a lot of favor with for uh, NIF bonds from global mm -hmm. investors, which again yes. adds to uh, the liquidity in the bonds because, um, you know, you always have a wide uh, investor base, both domestic and uh, global. And uh, now with India being included in the global bond indices, uh, yes. right now it's sovereign, but then it's mm -hmm. going to... It's a matter of time before other bonds get included. I'm sure one of NIF will be one of the bonds that definitely gets included, given that yes. it's such a large issuer of bonds and uh, yes. floating stock is very pretty high. So mm -hmm. with all that put together, um, we should see a lot more uh, trading happening. And especially the, the fact that you're working with market makers who can yeah. provide liquidity. And uh, if that's 10,000 rupee uh, face value, uh, talks of SEBI comes true and uh, yes. in fact SEBI is very keen uh, one of the reasons why they brought down private placement to uh, face value to 1 lakh is for uh, for them to uh, start trading on bond platforms like INR bonds for, for mm -hmm. more individual and retail investors to invest if it's even yes. lower then it can, I'm sure it can see a lot more trading interest and um, you know uh, become one of the mainstays in the uh, bond market globally um, and also with such a large uh, mandate in terms of development of corporate bond market and uh, mm -hmm. with electronic platforms coming through and a lot of regulatory and uh, electronic trading work going on from the exchanges itself put together I think um, NIF uh, itself can you know help deepen and widen the corporate bond market yeah. yes um, yeah so Arjun, a couple of points out here for all your uh, investors, all the investors, basically, you know, there are very few uh, wholesale institutions uh, doing business in India left uh, like us, you know, so uh, uh, there are other large branded uh, uh, businesses who do the retail financing part. There are very few who are in the wholesale financing space. I would not say more than three, four. Uh, currently operating in the country. So, uh, you know, the whole point here is uh, we operate in a very different business segment. We don't operate in the retail segment. And uh, uh, 
would request all the investors to see us in that light that we have we 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 have the expertise of the wholesale finance business and not the retail piece because whatever media today covers is only retail financing wholesale financing media generally doesn't cover absolutely and any doubts any absolutely. investor has we are happy to clear the doubts absolutely in fact um, as a diversification strategy it makes a huge amount of sense um, and also uh, like i said if we can give the option of long term savings and you know uh, if you are this the bond or the zero coupon bond you're looking at which has tax benefits all that will definitely add on to the savings potential of the uh, investors and yes. um, given that it can all be done through bond platforms like inr bonds we're very happy to showcase and uh, educate investors on the uh, strong bonds available for investments for uh, diversification um, long term savings potential and liquidity as well which is very important for any bond market yeah. um any uh, parting thoughts amit amit um, anything that you would want to share and discuss so uh, this is uh, as i said this is a wholesale institution uh, with uh, qualified people uh, this is kind of a public private partnership enterprise not exactly the definition of department of economic affairs but yes it's a public private partnership in true sense uh, where the employees are all uh, from private sector who understand the risk of doing this wholesale business very well and uh, we have demonstrated in our asset quality and in alm uh, managing our alm and the liabilities very well uh, i keep on telling investors we are a cricket loving country so uh, three things needs to be managed well in a wholesale kind of an institution betting is assets we have close to 135 odd loan accounts uh, uh, liabilities is bowling we have close to 2 125 odd unique investors in our bonds, uh, majorly being the retirement benefit funds, and C uh, ALM, uh, which is the fielding. Uh, so uh, we have taken care of all the three uh, very professionally and intend to continue uh, uh, in that fashion for the long term, making our platform one of the safest platform for investors. Absolutely. And uh, one fourth point, which I uh, I'm a strong advocate of as access to liquidity, which I think at the for NIF is absolutely no problem. And yes. given that you have said we are a cricket uh, loving country, let's hope we win the World Cup going on. Yeah. Yes. So with that, uh, thanks, Amit, and thank you for coming on to our podcast. Let's talk bonds. We aim to take bond markets, educate investors. Um, through various interaction, interactions with various different market participants and different uh, 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 different personalities in the market who can actually, you know, add a different sense of perspective and, uh, you know, all that. So thanks again and uh, look forward to having you more on the platform. Thank you and uh, happy to come on uh, if any specific investor queries are there to come on call and uh, solve uh, the queries. Absolutely, Amit. Thank you. Thank you.